Hello and a warm welcome to this episode of the PPC Chat Roundup, a podcast where I round up the Twitter discussion that happens on Tuesdays at 5pm GMT. I'm your host Anu, recording from my home studio in London, UK, um, and I use this platform to share not just expert but also my ideas and considered best practices about paid media and the direction the digital industry is going in. So if you want to keep up to date with my tips and tricks in the industry and get the latest on the podcast that has been called your go-to, if you don't make it to the PPC chat live discussions and even if you do then like follow share and retweet on that's right Twitter with my handle the marketing Anu or join um, our LinkedIn group which is on um, the PPC chat roundup podcast and if you're on Instagram check us out um, on our profile um, which is at PPC chat underscore roundup to get quotes and snippets from our previous episodes today we're led by the lovely Julie Buccini um, discussing you know how we're staying current with all that is going on and and with most events being virtual um i feel like the the paid search industry was one that just we just took you know the pandemic in our strides with like events that we are used to having every year we're like oh how are we gonna have them okay let's zoom it up let's webinar it up um we tried to move away from webinars because it just seemed like there was one webinar after the other nearly every week and um yeah we had kind of zoned out from that one um but yeah we're discussing how we're how we got on with it, how we're still getting on with it, what we like and we don't like about it. Um, and yeah, maybe you'll get some of, um, you know, any any feelings that you've been having about webinars, don't feel too bad about them. You've probably, you're probably in good company here um, with how we've been feeling about it. Um, but yeah, maybe there's some things you like and if there are things that you do like that we've not mentioned, please, yeah, comment on that uh, with the PVC chat handle. We'd love to hear about it. Or, um, yeah, join us on Thursday on Twitter Spaces as we continue this, the discussion. But talking about, before we talk about part two of the discussion, let's let's go through part one first of this. So, yeah, Julie takes us through the chat saying, yeah, hello and thank you all for joining today. I um, thought we'd talk about how we're staying current with what is going on and most of it, with most events being virtual. Um, but first of all, how we are doing. Um, roll call here and I'm um, not going to do, go deeply into the tweets. I'll just um, shout out the people we've got here. Here we've got Anders Horth, got Julia Weiss, a lovely regular hair, got Dan Patterson as well, doing well in um with lots of smoke where he is. Gil Gilner joins us as well, Elisa Altman. Um actually no, Elisa, no, that's someone I'm talking about SMX, one of that sneaky in um the sneaky tweets that gets in while we're having our chat. Um Nava Hopkins joins us after a little bit of a hiatus from us. So lovely to have her back on that one as well. And Robert Brady also joins us as well. And um, some more people joined in late, but yeah, we got a quite a packed chat. It was one of those where I felt that it went quickly, and I thought, oh, okay, this will be a short recording. But no, there was lots of information that was packed in in the hour. So yeah, I hope you're sitting comfortable, comfortable, or you're you're in your your zone in your walk if you're walking as you're listening to this, um, and and ready and just somewhere comfortable um, as you listen to this. So Jilly starts us off with question one, saying, "Have events or conferences historically?" been a way that you've learned about what's happening or evolving in PPC why or why not and I'll say yes um you know I joined in into especially in the first in some of the earlier questions um and yeah definitely for sure and especially um to learn about channels I do not run so if I see 
um, a whole section that's about paid search that's talking about ad copy and keywords. I was like, well, I know a lot about that. So I'd like listening to going to conferences and hearing them talking about SEO, talking about CRO and how I can take learnings, how to discuss about what other channels are doing. That's one thing I definitely love doing. Gil Gildner um, replies to it as well, as well saying, yes, we enjoyed attending in-person events. I think it's been early 2019 since we've been to one, but honestly, we were there for networking rather than education mm, cheeky admittance there julia vice replies as well saying yes but not as a primary day-to-day source it's a great way to connect with others who have deep expertise and have really in-depth conversation but the investment needed is a lot and yeah they can be quite expensive and you know what a nice nice um little tip about if you want to get into a conference for free this is what i did just ask if you can speak there because <laughs> of course they do not charge speakers so if you want to be bold about speaking and you're really determined to um go to a conference yeah offer offer to speak and um, being a black female i feel like it did well for diversity i I, d- I don't mind that you know i had something great to say and i've i've loved talking at conferences um especially this year so i'm grateful for all the platforms that gave me um, a chance Julia as well um, responds as saying, yes, conferences have definitely historically been a place and a way for me to learn about what other people are doing successfully in PPC. I love being immersed in PPC world um, for a couple of a couple of few days, you know, in the before times. Yeah, the immersion is real. Julia Vice says no meeting requests or weird calls to deal with. Let just focus. So nice. Although when I go to those um, events, I remember I'd go with my laptop just to check in on some emails in case there was any like you know firefighting missions that i needed to be quickly called into um and his replies um to question one saying conferences have always been my thing i started pitching to speak 15 years ago wow that shows his years um but yeah longer than i've been in the industry which is not too much um um you know some longer than i started i started about say 12 13 years ago um he goes he continues saying with mainly two objectives is why he was going to uh, pitch um for conferences for to justify the travel cost to the agency um learn from all the other speakers i would sit through most of the sessions just picking up and comparing robert brady replies most definitely sessions are great but also the informal conversations with other attendees or presenters about things i'm seeing john kagan replies um saying mixed bag i find that at conferences i learn about unique approaches tactics to the day-to-day operations but not learning how to day-to-day but not learning how to do day-to-day operations i also use conference to help me humble my own ego when i quickly learn i'm not as smart as 50 percent of the people here and i love the gift that he joins um attaches it to it which is um ron swanson from um, parks and rec going i know more than you in a hardware store which is hilarious um dan patterson replies i've found over the years that a lot of speakers want to just show off their technology so their session is not applicable unless you hire them i find that annoying yes making the sales pitch is annoying julia vice replies hard agree the salesy presentations are not a good cause um good use of time keep it in the showcase hall 
Anders replies, ah, man, if we hadn't both been conference addicts, I would never have met you. Give them some credit. Yeah, we have met some of our really good friends in the circuit uh, through conferences. Um, I'll give a great shout out right now to Pauline Jacoba, who I met um, of Group 27. I think you should all check them out. Um, I met through a conference and even when she came back to London just for a visit, we, we had a catch up on it. So, yeah, conferences, um, thank you for bringing me good people in, for bringing good people into my lives Dwayne Brown replies to question one saying sort of maybe there is one or two ideas I take away from the conference it's more than networking meeting people in person and making friends or community you can talk about with stuff it's good to get out from in front of the desk and meet people Ned Knox replies I used to love going to conferences to learn about PPC they put me face to face with smart people speaking and listening ideas were shared arguments for or against were made they also introduced me to a lot of smart people on Twitter I didn't know before yeah whenever you get those slides and there's the handle at the bottom i used to follow all those guys um and that's that's the they have now become my twitter friends and then we have never hopkins replying to question one saying i use events to learn um, which problems brands need help solving and where it makes sense to focus content or dev effort i'm very lucky that i get to learn from speakers all year round it's the networking that brings out the true profit and victory and i totally agree with that um she continues this might sound smug but i typically don't learn new things at events staying in the ui and connecting on threads like ppc chat tends to be where i really get the goods that said there are certain speakers i will always make a point to see for positioning ideas um and i yeah continue saying for sure it's 50 percent going to talks for channels i don't know 50 percent networking with brands to really hear um what they need that's what you know client relationships and client servicing is all about i feel brad bodoska replies question one saying i haven't had the opportunity to attend an event in person prior to covid with that said i've always attained all of my learning online via articles, virtual conferences, social media, Googling. I'm going to try and attend HeroConf 2022. Yeah, that's a good one, Brett. I, I definitely highly recommend that one. That's one I've, I've spoken at as well. Dan Patterson replies, I used to love going to SMX Advanced every year. Looking forward to when I can start going to conferences again. Um, we've got then um, um, Robert Brady replying saying, I also love throwing out questions in the Q&A of a session with smart presenters. Loads of wisdom gained there and only the actual attendees get it <laughs> that's hilarious julie replied then gives us question two saying have you attended any virtual events over the past 18 months for ppc if so how would you characterize your experience and or what you learned yes i have and it's definitely different and um because i just feel like the the networking aspect it really changes and because it's online there's just that whole for me a very bad habit to just look at my other screen and get some work done as I'm listening but then yeah I'm not great at multitasking especially when it comes to listening even when I'm listening to a podcast if my brain drifts and I start thinking about something else that's it the last like two minutes however long I was drifting off for that's it it's gone I did I did not remember what what I was just listening to John Lee replies to question one as well, saying events or conferences have been for learning. Yes, not just um, from sessions. Learning set happens in networking too. Honestly, though, the networking and personal or business branding presence has always been a higher priority. Gilgil no replies to question two, saying yes, but I was underwhelmed. You can't connect with others. Everyone's tired of screens and honestly grabbing drinks with new friends is the most important part of a conference to me. Agree. Robert Brady replies yes uh, to question two, and I found it hard 
decided to block out the time and focus on the conference and sessions. So that is on me. However, I miss the interaction and networking conferences, try stuff, but it felt it falls way short. And I'm not, yeah. And I think even Robert is not necessarily even blaming, um, the, the, the conference, um, organizers. It's just, it's just different. It's hard to really replicate that in-person um, interaction and networking. Julie replies to question two saying, I have both spoken at and attended quite a few virtual events in the past 18 months. I miss the energy of being in a room with like-minded people. I also find that I don't dedicate the days for virtual like I do in person. Yeah, it's very, very choppy those days. Jordan Stark replies to question one saying, I like events because I feel like it's a good opportunity to get my ear to the ground and get a pulse on what other people are doing um, to see results. I like testing things other people are seeing success with and test it out for myself. Always a good idea to do that. John Lee replies um, to replies to question um, two saying, all the virtual conferences, some have been positive with active Q&A, um, et cetera. Others have been relatively quiet, mixed bag. Quality of the content has remained solid. So that's a plus. Um, and then, yeah, we've got, um, yeah, me replying, yeah, saying that my bad habit of multitasking or my lack of being able to multitask. Julia Vice replies, yes, we um, presented one and I've attended a few. Mostly I did learn a lot of a lot insofar as the technology companies going, doing the event tend to have the funds and infrastructure to make it good. Helpful to get new UI and product info and we have a real successful client summit. Nice one. Dwayne Brown then joins us replying to question two saying done a handful as a presenter or speaker and it was great. Meet some interesting people and learned as well. The whole chats are harder to create online. Spoken at, spoken at Digiday, Brighton SEO, Ecom World Conference and a number of other places. Dwayne and I actually met at um, in Bologna in um in italy for the adwell experience conference and yeah that's another you know really nice one and i always love traveling to italy so that was not hard to convince me to join green rope replies question two saying i have attended one tech award style virtual event it provided two options use a custom avatar to explore or check in to your table and use the chat feature i learned in this moment that connecting in, di in the digital era will require creating different dimensions nick knox replies saying virtual events fall flat for me i might as well um i might as well watch a youtube video yeah that is what it really feels like i prefer the in-person unusual for me as an introvert because i'd rather talk to people on real practical ideas and sound board ideas of each other and as replies to question two saying i've spoken at a virtual um, event. Um, I hate the experience. I get no audience feedback. I build no connections. I don't even know if I managed to meet my one KPI for speaking, make the audience laugh just once. I also don't like attending virtual sessions much. Yeah. Know the feeling Anders. John Kagan replies saying I learned a little bit, but, um, I definitely, but it definitely didn't feel, um, as hands-on as you get from an in-person conference. I mean, the upside was I got to stay in my pajamas as a presenter at one of these. I truly did tested it can't hear anyone laughing at my hilarious jokes i love john with um with um you know his pride 
of of the things that he does and john lee replies to that all throwing rotten tomatoes <laughs> well um yeah it's a good thing that we're we're, we're virtual now if it's rotten tomatoes that we're getting um and then we've got um yeah john replies to anders about um you know when Anders spoke about you know hating the experience um john replies without the networking and immediate feedback it all feels sort of hollow for speakers and attending in my honest opinion some of the shows have done some level of digital networking hero comp plus search love and SMX Advance both come to mind worked sort of not the same though um, and it replies I might have just been um, at the wrong ones the first ones were physical events shifting to online flat um, after that I stopped pitching to speak um, Nick Knox yeah, say preach totally agree with that um, and then we have um, Nava spoke uh, Nava um, contributing uh, you know giving her lists of amazing uh, uh, virtual events she's spoken at. I spoke, I attended the following virtual events, um, um, SE Journal, eSummit, Popcorn Virtual, Paid Search Org Virtual, MN Search, um, SMX Virtual, SEM PDX Virtual, AdWexP Mix, um, Sendlane Virtual Roundup of SMS, um, SMS Sidley um, virtual. She goes, um, I found that the content was absolutely on point. The networking, not so much. So my main way of getting hidden insights was gone. Also, Optimizer had their first virtual conference and it was a pleasure to speak at that. Rocks Digital was another great one. Um, that's great to hear. And then we go on to question three. Um, and even though, yeah, yeah, we've kind of had answered a little bit of this, but you know, this is the official question about obviously virtual events are not the same as in-person events. What has the biggest differences been for you and your experience and has it impacted you? Um, and what you feel um, have you taken away from virtual events? Yeah, it's definitely impacted it in terms of the networking. Um, um, aspect and Anders yeah starts with saying why virtual events compared to ver physical events are flat the word was used several times already no emotions no highlights no audience murmuring nobody nodding the feedback loop is broken and it just makes it a flat experience John Lee replies normally I leave a conference having met dozens and more of new people connecting to them on LinkedIn or Twitter afterwards virtual shows have diminished this is um, to a very small number my network networking um, my network growth has slowed significantly um, during this era of all of virtual um john lee continues from a marketer's perspective virtual events have enabled new levels of scale and efficiency so it isn't all bad or negative where is the middle ground think we're all still sorting that out it'll be nice to do a bit of virtual and in person which brighton seo are going to start doing um this fall so really excited um to see how that's going to progress um Julia Vice replies to question three saying the feedback, the immersion in the topic, networking and retention. If the day is all video calls, then any additional convo or problem solving or just thinking happens afterwards. Shout out to five to seven p.m. power hour when actual work happens. Five to seven p.m. is power hour work. Ooh, no, we my, my my manager literally today was um chasing me to get offline um at five thirty and he was like yeah that report that you've not finished doing it doesn't matter log off log off log off um go enjoy your evening <laughs> um so that's really nice green rope replies to question three saying i miss the value in seeing who you naturally connect or network with in person the energy and way people carry themselves is very different from behind the screen and in person 
And then we have Robert Brady replying to question three, saying nonverbal communication is real. When you ask someone in person a simple question like, how is Facebook going for you now with the tracking changes? You get an answer. With like not even, even if it's not even verbal, you get an answer. But how they say it, how they say that answer is also really telling. I want to see their face and body language very much so. Um, Julie then um, continues um, and, and answers question three herself saying, I always tell myself that I will watch the rest of the sessions later. And I rarely do. Yeah, me neither. And it is not for lack of interest in those sessions or speakers. Also, as a presenter, having low numbers during the live session does not feel great either. Yeah, um, never replies. 100% empathize with the intent to go back and never. Um, low numbers just means you can you can engage folks more directly. So yeah, maybe that is a plus. Sam replies question three saying, I think it's a different mindset among attendees. For many virtual events, I do like the presentations are recorded plus searchable so I can more easily share content or refer back to specific tactic items. John Kagan replies saying, I find the in-person events bring a certain degree of camaraderie and a hard to explain ambience that helps re-energize me within the industry. I know it is cliche, but it just feels different and not in a great way. Um, we've got Nate Knox replying saying in-person events stretch you and push you out of your comfort zone. You meet people, you engage. Virtual is too easy to sign off. Virtual networking is hot trash to me. Wow. Very direct with that one. Um, Emma Franks replies to question two saying I've attended a few virtual um, and presented at one. I've learned that there are pros, AG being able to walk on a treadmill while listening and cons harder to block out focus time when I think I can be multitasking. Yeah, I always think I can be multitasking. Uh, Nate replies, I do love the opportunities um, at home to walk or ride while listening, though I have my camera off and I don't provide any value to the presenter. Emma replies, very true, but most of the conferences I've attended virtually didn't have an option for listeners or viewers to use cameras anyway that is true so yeah you know too many cameras you know breaks down the you know does works again in terms of networking so not great so they don't really give that that option definitely harder on the speaker that way no visual feedback but i recognize there are also benefits less distractions to other attendees and this replies treadmill <laughs> yeah i don't think i'd be doing treadmill although i do a lot of walking while listening to podcasts not quite listening to conferences very different to me anyway um nava replies to question three saying in-person events are a celebration of people and a way to connect with those who get what you're going through virtual events are great at making hard to access insights more accessible and we have Sam continuing continuing his answer to question three, saying, I do hope all in-person conferences commit to recording all their sessions. As a speaker, it's so much easier if I know that attendees will have access to slides and presentations because then I don't feel compelled to ensure all content is on the slides or notes. Or I just like writing a blog. It's all about, yeah, repurposing the content. Ross Simmons uh, taught us about that, you know, produce once, share forever. <laughs> And then we have Sam continuing with his answer to question three saying, and I know there are presentation people who say, keep the slides simple, but when you survey attendees, about 80% of them want detailed plus actionable. They want to be able to do what you talked about. They want the specifics.
And yeah, my answer too has been similar to what everyone has said in terms of, um, you know, the lack of networking and especially as they need to be recorded beforehand, you're just speaking into a camera. I've um, not done any of those that are live. So yeah, it's, it's quite difficult. And even the live ones, you know, they sent put a question in a Q and A cause I've moderated some Q and A's, which have been great. That one has been really lovely talking to three or four other people, um, you know, of the speakers that have been and trying to, you know, get questions and answers going um that is lovely but i na- love networking with um, a lot more people so i've been very fortunate to do that do that so if you like the networking bit and you're at the conference try and moderate a q a that's one way of getting um feedback from people to what you're saying um julie then takes us on to question four saying if ev- events are not a significant way for you to keep current in the world of ppc what is ppc chat I will just say that from the get-go. I'm not sure whether I said it here or I just repeated what other people said. You know, I also have loads of links, like 80 plus links. In fact, I might create a page on the Marketing Annie um, site to to give you guys access to like the links that I go to. And I'm always like, you know, basically there about 80 of them. And no, I don't go in, sit in, one, go in one sitting and in one sitting go through 80 links. I every, every day I go through one or two of them and see what catches my interest and then get on, get on with my work. But yeah, loads of online um, accessibility and loads of online resources um, to access as well. Emma Franks replies to question three, saying like others, virtual events have made me realize that the most value I gained from attending events previously was from human connections that were made. Even if I attended a great session, best moments were often after the fact getting to engage one-on-one with the speaker. Riva Minkoff replies to question three, saying there's a big gap between virtual and in-person events when it comes to networking and abilities to form connections with attendees. I've seen some virtual events do a better job fixing this gap than others. Um, and she continues, my favorite virtual events have actually had great opportunities for one-to-one small group networking and connections. Dan Patterson replies, um, chats like this, articles, people, reference online, newsletters, etc." Julie replies to question 14. I read a lot of posts from wide variety of sources, all of the usual suspects as far as the industry goes, but also some that are not PPC specific. I try to share as many as I can too. And of course, following and being active on the PPC chat hashtag. That's very true as well. And in response to um, question four, we've gone John Kagan going case studies, articles and case studies highlighted in articles. Oh, yeah. And this little fam here, even Julia Weiss and all her Canadianness. <laughs> That's a nice cheeky one. Julia Weiss replies um, to question four saying this group blogs, sessions with the platforms, other experts in my network. Events are about a focused time, at least for me. Um, yeah. And, um, Julia Vice replies to John Kagan make, mentioning her saying, and she goes, Hey, thanks there, eh, but <laughs> that's so Canadian, you know, even if it's an insult, which I know it's not, uh, you know, I feel that would be Julia Vice's response still. <laughs> John Lee replies to question four saying, well, um, PPC chat for starters, reading all the amazing blogs, many of you and others write and honestly just doing the work. Um, yeah, that's what makes him a, a Microsoft evangelist by doing all of that. Ashwin replies to question four saying, following all of you on Twitter has accelerated my learning of paid search and social. Talking to our customers also helps understand what everyone is struggling with plus how we can help. 
And then we have Brett replying to question um, three, saying, as someone already mentioned, the tech can make all the difference. The kind of chat roulette style networking a, a search engine journal had was fantastic. I gained a lot of new connections from that. I find having the opportunity to ask speakers questions after their sessions of value too. And his replies to question four saying, keeping current on PPC, PPC chat articles that surface on LinkedIn, asking questions on Twitter when I have doubt. And then I occasionally do a huge report with five to eight expert interviews and a 65 question deep survey sent to leading agencies worldwide. Wow. That's a big thing. Emma Franks replies, Twitter, mostly PPC chat, but also the great follows I've accumulated over the years and just using the platform. Sometimes features get noticed in the wild before they are publicly announced. Um, and then, yeah, we've got, um, now we're doing an amazing shout out to loads of the connections personally. So yeah, yeah. And she goes, PBC chat is a huge one. I also make a point to follow or pay attention to the following Ginny Marvin. And these are all handles. So please, um, you know, go check them out if you'd like Ginny Marvin, John underscore a underscore Lee Milwaukee PPC, Michelle M S E M Hoffman eight, Robert underscore Brady, myself, as she so amazingly put. So that's the marketing Anu, Neptune Moon, Digital Sam I am, Silicon Valleys, so V-A-L-L-A-E-Y-S, so Silicon Valleys, Pernavi Virgi of um, ex-Microsoft. I don't think she's at Microsoft anymore. Um, PPC Kirk, our shopping king, I find. Um, more folks, sources I pay attention to, SEA Journal, Matt underscore Umbro, Gio Chingu, S um, S no, SE S Engine Land, even Amalia E. Fowler, NJ's um, S. Danridge, S. O. Anders, Anders himself, Dan Saunders 86, Sam J. Noble, Brooke Osmondson, um, Wilcox Ajax, our LinkedIn expert, Dwayne Brown, e-com expert, and shopping and all the non-big, you know, paid social channels, I think is really grateful. Sonica underscore Chandra, uh, Mark Irvin, 89, um, and more people, Emma, aka Emma Lewis, Amy PPC, and The Social Dude. So yeah, there's probably more, but, um, you know, because I'm sure she follows loads of people. In fact, let's go, how many people she follows? 1,300. So yeah, I'm sure loads of people on that list are very useful. That was amazing. Um... Robert Brady replies to question 14. I try harder to have the conversations with people, but have to use virtual platforms like email, DMs on social, etc. And honestly, this chat is probably the closest any virtual intersection I have come to real in-person communication. It feels more engaging. Virtual interaction, I have come to real in-person communication. Yeah, sometimes chats just go and go and you ask a question and you just get loads of fantastic replies. It feels like an in-person interaction. Julie then takes us on to question five saying, has anything about your learning changed in the last 18 months? If so, what and how has it changed? Uh, I don't think it has changed much. I always did the online networking. Um, it's just, yeah, less in-person stuff. Um, but we get still get some answers to question four. Reva replies saying PPC chat, SEMrush um, chat and reading um, S Engine Land, SC Journal and SE Watch all help keep me current as do platform reps. Sam replies, um, I read quite a bit, follow PPC chat and in, a, I mean, and in a few marketing Slack groups and I spend a lot of time playing around in platforms. At the end of the day, it's very difficult to learn if you aren't rolling up your sleeves. I want to get what, what some of those Slack groups are. Slack thing is my thing now. 
And then we have Julia Vice replying to question five saying yes, but I don't know if that's just the virtualness. We just survived a once in a generation emergency. So learning, retention, focus, priorities have all changed. Riva Minkoff, I miss a lot of the interpersonal exchange, but I am loving being able to attend some great conferences I normally couldn't go to from the comfort of my living room. John Lee, the pace of development and fundamental shifts at the platform level across the board has been fast and furious this year. I'd imagine all of us are spending more time just keeping up with changes, let alone learning tactics or strategies. Riva replies, also because of the, conf the conferences are virtual, it's easier to send and engage my whole team versus just being able to pay for one person to attend. That's true. Um, Emma Franks replies saying, um, for better or worse, I've embraced that there's never a one size fits all forever solution as such in my own learning and when training others i focus much more on processes for improvement than any specific tactic or strategy that may be working in the moment and then we have julie replying to question five herself saying i would not say a lot has changed in what i do to keep up with what's new and, and learn but i will echo what julia vice said about being able to process and retain information is harder now bandwidth is strained and then we have um, Ashwin replying to question five saying, actually applying the learning can be tough because of the volatility in the world. It takes longer to see outcomes of tests. On the flip side, I'm seeing more connectivity between PPC and other marketing channels. Smart brands are getting it right. And as replies to question five saying, COVID changed the way I learned PPC, more PVC chat, direct interaction via online media, spontaneous Zoom, or meets less conferences, less white papers. Um, and then, yeah, we've got um, Brett Badoski replying to question four saying, follow tons of PPC practitioners, participate in PPC chat, keep a close eye on publications like SES Engine Land, um, SE Journal, listen to PPC related podcasts. I'm imagining he's talking about mine. <laughs> Continue working within the platform each and every day. John Kagan replies, not really, but I am re realizing I have, I am having less examples to view when I want to replicate stuff. Nava replies to question five saying, I'm even more bound by the rule that I don't know anything definitively. Everything is open to be tested and learning by doing has been um, become even more crucial. Technical tutorials go out of date so quickly. Um, Julie then takes us on to second to last question. So we've got one more. Um, Julie asks, what would you like to share with virtual event organizers that would make the experience more valuable and or better for you? And his replies to that, how to make virtual events great again, were they ever? <laughs> yeah. I'd say there's two sides to that coin. Um, compensate actively for what is missing in interactivity. Think about the speaker's experience too. A speaker's Slack channel was a great experience I had. Don't claim rights you don't have. IPs. Oh, interesting. I'm liking the idea of like a Slack channel while an event is going on. That's a good idea, I really do think. Um, and then, yeah, we've got um, Riva Minkoff replying to question six saying, use platforms that allow for one-to-one -one networking. It's not the same as being there in person, but it really helps. I agree with that. I'd say also do a bit more moderating sessions because, um, yeah, even if it's a small a group of people that you can see face to face that would like to show their videos. I think that really helps. Julia Vice replies saying, make it light. I mean, replying to question six, no, really not everyone's Wi-Fi is top notch and two working adults plus two kids doing virtual school equals leaving the camera off. Do the most on your end to make it light on the audience's 
end. Um, Nava replies to question six saying live ad platforms, UI walkthroughs and discussions will be the way of the future. As much as I love my themed decks and putting on a show, attendees need action items and how to go achieve. Let us show the audience how to unlock their profit and victory. And this replies to question six saying how to make virtual events great again, where they ever compensate actively for what is missing in interactivity. Think about the speaker experience too. Um, a speaker Slack channel was a great experience I had. Don't claim rights you don't have. Sam replies a few things. Time properly. People still take four minutes to get on Zoom and for a 40 minute presentation, that's 10% of the time waiting. Facilitate Q&A. It's so much faster if you have someone filtering or passing questions. Extend offline. Help us take convos off presentations. Yeah, I agree with those ones. And in continuing to um, Brett's answer to question six, where he goes an engaging experience or features helps retain attention and makes more of an exciting time. Networking is something I value, but find a way to make it so I don't get connected to five different individuals all trying to sell me on the same product. John Lee replied, agreed. Networking should be about genuine relationship building versus selling. Um, it should be about genuine relationship building versus selling, meet, discuss and grow together, which is just good sales etiquette Anyways, exactly. Don't sell in the first conversation. Think about, you know, down the line. Um, and then Julie takes us on to our last question of the day. Question seven saying, is there a need for a different kind of event or publication or podcast or something else that would help you keep up with what's happening in PPC? I'd like to believe that this podcast I'm doing is a nice, um, different way um, that helps us keep us with what's going on, what we're talking about, what PPC people in the industry are talking about. So I'll unashamedly shout about that. It is my podcast. So why wouldn't I? Um, and then, yeah, John Kagan replies to that, uh, saying that I appreciate a daily three minute TikTok info, everything that happened today with music and dancing. <laughs> We've got marketing o'clock folks are doing a good job of this weekly, just non TikTok. Julie replies, yes, their weekly podcasts or YouTube videos are very comprehensive and truly entertaining. I agree with that. And Julie also pages PPC Kirk, who has done some TikToks as well. Julia Vice goes, um, Todd Maffin has a great TikTok for this. Oh, yes. Um, I'm not on TikTok and I don't think I'll ever be um, convinced to go on TikTok. Um, but who knows? Todd Maffin replies, every troll I get just spells more engagement or algorithm signals. Welcome. I don't go do the TikTok news updated every day. You'll want to subscribe to the podcast for that daily eight minute updates on digital marketing news daily. Wow. But eight minutes, that's good and snappy. I think that's, that's very manageable to do. Mm. Should I think of doing something like that? I don't know. Don't hold me to it. Um, John Kagan. Um, no, that's John Kagan imagining that TikTok um, advice. That was him. Julia Weiss, um answers to question seven saying, not sure if another thing is needed. Timing is surely most of it. As of 3 p.m., I have no further questions. I don't have it in me to engage, making space, allowing conversations to happen and not taking it too hard when people don't jump in um, is what's needed patience a lot of patience is needed in this time um and then just talking about the whole engaging experience and people not selling and um, julie replies i wonder if the birds of a feather concepts that they use to do for lunch tables at smx might work for virtual networking let people indicate their sub interests and put them in groups together that share those interests i think those that's a really good idea john lee replied they did that at smx advanced this year it was interesting 
Um, what was supposed to be a discussion ended up me pushing hard to get anyone to interact. Only three out of 20 said anything. Yeah, that's the problem. People will just wait for the next person to talk first. Julie replies, I think people will talk less in a virtual environment than a face-to-face -face one. And we are not taking that into consideration. I find that with the audio PPC chats, even yeah, we've not been getting the best of turnouts i'll honestly say john lee replies some of its expectation setting i get the impression that many of the folks who joined assumed it was another presentation there wasn't a deck there weren't talking points it was a discussion all the crickets Oi. um reva replied yeah i think it was a mixed bag based on the propensity of the attendees to talk and i also agree that more prompts would have been helpful as would have been a better idea for the attendees as to what was expected and um, jelly vice replies prep ahead of time like use the next 15 minutes to step away take a breath get ready for a discussion people are over scheduled so add time for your overall event as a buffer yeah and the river replies attending an event right now with no lunch break where the break between sessions is two to four minutes long rough yeah i wouldn't attend something like that even julie vice reply why what good does that do is it coachella for marketing why is that helpful my way isn't for everyone for sure but scheduling is a pet peeve of mine we need to do better um and then yeah river replies agreed i guess with the time zone it's tricky to time a lunch break for everyone but definitely feeds feels a little jammed yeah it's not about timing a lunch break for everyone but giving people a break. Even if I get a break at 10.30 in the morning because I started a conference at seven, it's not about lunch breaks or anything. It's, about, it's just a break after hours of paying attention to anything. So yeah, breaks definitely should be included. Um, Julia Vice replies, truly um, CTA conference does this best. It's one keynote at a time with smaller activities or ongoing networking throughout. It's more focused. I leave, learn a heck of a lot. And it's jam-packed without being rushed. Yeah, don't rush it. Don't make it. Um, give people breaks in between times. That's definitely uh, my advice um, for for doing things better. Um, Anders replied, keeping up to date. Forgot the shout out to Paid Search Org and oh, even me too because I'm part of that as well. We set up some conferences personally. I missed them so far. And um, Zetella. Sorry, David. He's the way to spell David's last name is S Z E T E L A. David. So Z Teller um, sends out the daily PPC links. Follow those, and you won't miss much in the world of PPC. Agreed. Um, and then, yeah, we've got Nava Hopkins replying to question seven saying, what I love about the PBC industry is that we're all super supportive of each other and usually look to do well by doing good. The types of content that are out there reflect how we learn and the stages of growth on the PBC path. Agreed as well. Emma Franks replies, I would, um, it would be cool to see different tracks for different learning styles. I know some big conferences will offer on demand plus live sessions, but given the vers versatility of online, there could also be more audio only sessions, hands-on workshops, think tank discussions, etc. Unaba Hopkins replies, uh, continues to answer question two to question seven, saying, I don't know that an advanced PPC will want to consume content meant to teach them. 
uh, whereas a beginner and mid-level folks are most are more open the news and insider tips are positioned in a way that advanced folks can learn without hurting their ego oh god who's who's okay with coming here with the ego um anders replies this just makes me wonder if anyone did proper persona research for ppc conferences to accommodate uh, that's a very good question ashwin replies agreed from my experience when you're talking to someone who's been doing job x for 10 years plus you don't need to connect all the dots often sparking a thought Often sparking a thought is enough. We're the ones that want to think about the big ideas and what we should expect, how we should prepare for the future. Um, and on that note, that very great note about, you know, how to talk to different audiences, whether they're starting or they have been doing this for years. Um, yeah, we come to the end of our chat. It's been really great to have this conversation about events, how we learn. Um, what are the different stages of learning? Um, I hope you found this very useful. I hope you you find podcasts a great um, platform for you to learn and know what's going on um, in the industry. Um, I hope you have taken some great takeaways. But if you do want to chat more about this topic, please join us on Twitter Spaces um, on Thursdays, 5 p.m. GMT. That's 12 p.m. Eastern time. Um, so, yeah, we'd love to have you there to continue the chat. Or if you have any feedback about this podcast, um, any corrections, how we can evolve it, how we can make this podcast better, as we've been talking about making events better, I'd love to hear from you. Um, you know, catch me on my Twitter. Um, my DMs are open. The handle is The Marketing Anu. Um, or on LinkedIn as well. DM me there as well. Um, but we also have the PPC Chat Roundup podcast group. Um, so yeah, I would love to have you on there. So just make a request and I'd love to have you there to discuss what's going on in our world. So finally, remember for your campaigns and businesses to glide smoothly, there is a lot of hard work needed beneath the surface. So keep your swans kicking. Bye and speak to you next week. Bye.